And uh, it's been interesting this year. You never know what's next. That's why it's best to live in the moment because you just don't know what's coming up next. Very interesting church yesterday. And we talked about, you know, we had a Christmas fellowship, like talking about the most important uh, gift from God, the most important gift, the number one gift, and that is love. And I realized that there's a lot of focus on misery and little to none focus on love. And I think that most people don't realize enduring the misery that is put upon you is an opportunity for God to cause you to be in the world but not of it and create love through you because he allows things to happen that you, if you're of him, you can't hate. If you're not of him, you will end up hating. And I realize that's why a lot of this stuff happens because God is trying to create love through us human beings. That's a, everybody want to know, what's my purpose? I don't know about everybody, but most people want to know, what's my purpose? And the purpose is for God to create love through you. And unless you endure the pressure of what others bring up on you, you then I don't see how you can create love. Love can be created through you. Because if nothing is happening, there's no reason to love. If your enemy, your friend, your family member is, uh, <clears throat> you know, whatever, putting pressure upon you, whether it's true or not, good or evil, and you endure it, you realize that that's how love is being developed through you. And it's interesting to understand that. And while love is being developed through you, you're able to overcome the world. It causes you to, because we are not in control of anything. We don't have a free will, so we're not in control of anything. If you notice in the Lord's Prayer, let thy will be done. Because we don't have a will. We're either influenced by evil or influenced by good. We are not in control of anything. Anyone that tells you that you have a free will is lying to you. And so what I want to do is have Chris read 1 Corinthians 1 through 13 about love and hopes that you can pay attention to it and really get a grasp on what it is. Really get a hold of what it is. So I want to start this out now. I want Chris, my uh, uh, audio engineer, in case Joel is not here, plus he is the, he run the um, social media. 
social media. And uh, E. White, real white, reads very well. And I want him to take this time to read 1 Corinthians 1 through 13 to give you an example of what love is. I mean, not an example, but tell you what it is. And then I think instead of reading if, we'll play that if, if soundbite that was done with the, with the great white hope. That makes sense, right? Yep. So Chris is going to read first. And listen up, Bible Thomas. I'm doing a scripture. In the word. In the word. All about the word. In the beginning, that was the word. The word was God. God was the word. But I want to read 1 Corinthians 1 through 13. Right, chapter, what chapter? Uh, it's, it's 13. Uh, chapter 13, 1 through 13. 13. Yep. So take it, Chris, from there. All right. I will bring it up on the screen so the audience can see it. All right. This is 1 Corinthians, verse 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophesies, they will cease. Um, where there are tongues, they will, still, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Amazing. And that is so true. And the only way, well, I don't know about the only way because God can do what he wants, but the way to develop in love with the real love, not the feeling emotional love, but the real deal that comes only from God, is that, let me know when you guys have that Trump one ready. Is that you got to, there's no way around it. You got, when I say no way around it, from what I can see, you must be willing to endure all things. And you got to endure it in quietness, not overreacting, not uh, uh, hating 
fellow man or woman who is bringing this up on you, not to, uh, you can't walk around look, looking like you're going through something. You can't, you have to have, you, you must count it as joy because God is allowing these things to happen to you. He's not causing them to happen, but he's allowing them to happen to you so that he might create love through you. And it's an amazing way of creating love. You know what I'm saying? But he's killing the ego. The ego is dying. Love is being created, and you're living. So you can't even hate your enemy while going through this. You have to quietly, because you will see, then you will see that God is with you. But you must be willing to endure. You know, all things. Someone mentioned that the if poem, I believe he said in church yesterday, is Job. And it's, it totally reminded me of that, and I totally believe it now. Because remember how Job had gained everything. He had everything. A wife, a family, you know, children. He had all the material possessions. He had friends. He was known as a man of God who believed in God. And then Satan came along at some point and said, you know what? You think Job believe in you? What the? Job just believe in you because he got everything. He has everything. He has a family, a wife and children, material wealth, land, cows, and friends, and everything. That's why Job believe in you. And this is so deep. And if... And... Satan asked God, could I test him to see if he really love you, if he really believe in you? And God like, yeah, go ahead, man. You can test him. He believe in me. It's not because of what he has. He believe in me, and you can test him. And so God allowed, allowed Job to be tested to show Satan Anyone else, because there were a lot of people around Job, even his wife, you need to denounce God. Look what he's doing to you. You got sores all over, diseases and sores and everything upon you. Look at God don't love you. What the? He's he taking away all your stuff. And he made you sick to a point of death almost. And your wife was like, why are you trusting this guy? What the? And then even his religious friends at some point said, you know what, Joe? The joke is over. Look what's happening to you, man. He's taking away all he's giving you. And you still won't denounce him? Meaning God. And Job like, no. Ain't going to happen. Because these things that are happening to me now is because God is allowing it to happen. They ain't just happening. He's allowing it to happen. Just like he gave it to me, he allowed that to happen. Now he's taking it all away. He allowed that to happen. And it's not shaking my faith at all because I know that God is allowing it to happen. And that is so deep to me. So you got to 
You can't run. Job did not run to a counselor or a therapist, and they and Job you know, prescribe anti medication for him, or weed, or any type of drug because Job was depressed and losing everything. The Chinese virus was upon him. He couldn't go to work. But he didn't go and get into medication. He didn't get high. He didn't get drunk. He didn't do anything but endure because he knew it was the Father allowing it to happen. And so I want you to hear this if poem. If you can, and you heard what love is from first, from uh, first Corinthians 13, one through, I mean, was it chapter 13? Yes. 1 through 13. On chapter 13, 1 through 3, that's what love is. It's not all this prophesying and feeding the hunger and controlling your children and all that stuff you're doing. They're coming from Africa. Allah, in Africa, angels coming from Africa and all that. It's about love. And no one is capable of loving themselves. Only God's love operates through you. That's the real deal. So if you can, now I'm going to have them play this soundbite of what you got to endure in order to become of love. It says if you endure these things, you become a man, and you will. This is what you must. And I didn't, no one told me all this in advance. It's like I've been enduring a lot in 30 years, and I've had to keep it and endure it. When people turn away from you, when they friendships in, family ships in, all kind of stuff, right? And I've noticed that, and I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. When I'm attacked now, I can't hate. It's not even in me to hate because I see that the ones who are attacking me they can't see what they're doing. It doesn't make sense that they would do it, because they, but they can't see. Why hate someone that cannot see what they're doing? They don't realize what they're doing. They're in darkness. They have no love. If they had love, they wouldn't do it. But what it does, it develops love through you for them. It is interesting. So I want to play the if point uh, and listen closely as you, those who are watching, as you observe the great white hope. And who, who put together this point? Do we know? Who is it from, the soundbite from? Do you know who, who developed this? Because I forgot who you told me. And in, in the video is by who? Oh, okay, it was an Instagram post that was shared a while ago, and the poem is from, what's the guy's name? Rudyard Kipling. And I want you to listen closely, folks. You got to start in doing these things. Otherwise, it's not enough to say, oh, I went and forgave my mama. I returned to my daddy. Now it's time to endure. And you will become a man. Watch this. If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies. Or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good 
nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but are none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. That is amazing to me. Really, it's so deep. I can boo-hoo. Boo-hoo! With tears of joy. It is so... You got to go through that, folks. And while you're going through it, you got to resist the temptation of Satan in your thoughts, making you think that it's something else other than what it is. So that you can quietly just go through it. Believe me, while you're going through it, Satan is trying to make you think of what's going to happen, the outcome, and what others will think, and what you will lose, and blah, 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 right? But on the other side of it, words cannot express. you got to start in doing quietly instead of, uh, you know, in the Bible it says, count it all joy when you're feeling the pain, tribulations, work as patience in your life. So you got this battle going on between good and evil, taking the pain, overcoming it by good, or or in, uh, taking the pain and overcoming it by hate, by drugs, by alcohol, by gossiping, by whatever, trying to destroy. It's up to you. But if you want to become a man, you got to put your feet on solid ground and endure, and you will know that God is with you. It's so amazing. Joel, when you hear that, oh, Chris, what do you think about that point? And when you, when you read, and you read chapter uh, of what love is in Corinthian, and you just heard that, what do you think about that? What do I think about I it? I mean, what, what does it say to you? Uh, well, as you say, the, especially the, the if poem, it, you know, perfectly encapsulates what... It's sort of like what love is in the in the present, like the action of it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the verse itself sort of gives it a like a description, sort of in the spiritual sense, I suppose. And then the the poem is the action of it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just it perfectly sums it up those two things, and it it just says right there that like love is the most important thing, and it's it's really all you need 
And in, in the verse, First Corinthians, it tells you what love is not. Right. It's not all that stuff we've been told. Right. Given to speaking the poor. Speaking in tongue. Yeah. I mean, so-called speaking in tongue, prophesizing, mm -hmm. giving to the poor. Act like you something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what it's not. And then in the point, it tells you how to get it. You mustn't do those things. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. And ain't no church ain't no church telling you that. <laughs> no, and that that's really the that that is the the main point that you're trying to get across. Like yeah. you don't really hear this type of stuff out, yeah. out there. It's always you know, give to the poor and just all these gestures that you know, without the the base of love itself, it's they're meaningless. Yeah. A lot of people give to the poor. And prophesize and speak in tongues yeah. and go to church and quote the Bible and, and have their little master's degrees and PhDs and MSDs and STDs. Right, a lot and of those. It, and it's all vain. Yeah. Because if you have no love, you have nothing. Exactly. All the money in the world is nothing. Joy, how does it ring for you? You black. Spirit, you black. Spiritual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> I think it's a solid. I think um, um, it was uh, so appropriate for you to play it yesterday, especially during the Christmas time yeah. and today. Yeah. Um, I think it's perfect because a lot of people believe that um, that you just uh, are going to develop these things, you know, in the in a moment, right? Right. And it's like there's there's a lot of these qualities here that you know you you grow into. You know, and people are always kind of upset that they don't have it or it's like, oh, well, I want that or whatever the case is. But the people who are born again and, you know, who have forgave and all that stuff, they're 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 working their way towards that direction. You know, all the old stuff is falling away. So when I hear that, it's just a reminder that, um, you know, on the right track, doing the right thing. And um, it's a good poem. And now that I was just thinking of something while you were speaking. Once you realize, yes, you have, uh, re you're angry, you have resentment toward your parents, especially the mothers and the fathers, and you go and forgive, you return to the father. Now it's the time to endure. Yeah. yeah. That's when it's, they're, right. they're, and I don't yeah. think a lot of people realize that. I think they think it's all over. Yeah. They right. went and forgave their mama, they returned to yeah. the father. Now life is a merry-go-round? Uh-uh. It's time to get on the merry-go-round. Right. <laughs> this is that's when it starts. Yes. Like that's the the first point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's. Uh, and you have amazing. God to help you through that now, so you can overcome, as Joel just said, overcome all that stuff. But you got to endure. It's not just about going and forgiving. That's the first step to return back to the Father, because it's all spiritual. We are a spirit living in a body. And inside that body, there's a warfare going on between good and evil. As long as you have that hatred, you're not going to be able to have love and overcome it and endure anything. And that's when the professionals are waiting to give you medication and, you, and take your money. But when you return to the Father and you start to endure all things, it's amazing. It's mind-blowing. And it's just unfortunate that we don't have examples of the parents doing this in the home, especially with the fathers. And and the churches are not talking about it. They're just giving you the Bible. It's crazy. Amazing. 
And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.